0: You had just one job. Hello there. This is the Lifespring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California, sorta. Podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. I say I'm sort of here because I'm not here. This is a pre-recorded episode because I'm 2,450 miles from the Lifespring Media studio. I should be back around January 13. Go ahead and comment on the show notes page, though, at lifespringmedia.com slash S12E130. And send in your prayer requests and praises at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. I am checking my email and I'm praying for you. And when I'm back, we'll see if we can get caught up with your comments and prayer requests. If you're in the Orlando area and you'd like to get together with me, send me an email at steve at and we'll see if we can set something up. Today our reading is Jeremiah 32 through 36 and I'm calling the episode, I Can't Hear You. Let's get started. Jeremiah chapter 32. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. At that time the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the guard that was in the palace of the king of Judah. For Zedekiah, king of Judah, had imprisoned him, saying, Why do you prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am giving this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall capture it. Zedekiah king of Judah shall not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans, but shall surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and shall speak with him face to face, and see him eye to eye. And he shall take Zedekiah to Babylon, and there he shall remain until I visit him, declares the Lord. Though you fight against the Chaldeans, you shall not succeed. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me. Behold, Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle, will come to you and say, Buy my field that is at Anathoth, for the right of redemption by purchase is yours. Then Hanamel my cousin came to me in the court of the guard, in accordance with the word of the Lord, and said to me, Buy my field that is at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for the right of possession and redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field at Anathoth from Hanamel my cousin, and weighed out the money to him, seventeen shekels of silver." I signed the deed and sealed it, got witnesses, and weighed the money on scales. Then I took the sealed deed of purchase, containing the terms and conditions and the open copy, and I gave the deed of purchase to Barak, the son of Neriah, son of Messiah, in the presence of Hanamel, my cousin, in the presence of the witnesses who signed the deed of purchase, and in the presence of all the Judeans who were sitting in the court of the guard. I charged Barak in their presence, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these deeds, both this sealed deed of purchase and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware vessel, that they may last for a long time. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Houses and fields and vineyards shall again be bought in this land. After I had given the deed of purchase to Barak the son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show steadfast love to thousands, but you repay the guilt of fathers to their children after them, O great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts, great in counsel and mighty in deed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the children of man, rewarding each one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. You have shown signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, and to this day in Israel, and among all mankind, and have made a name for yourself as at this day. You brought your people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and wonders, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm, and with great terror. And you gave them this land which you swore to their fathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they entered and took possession of it. But they did not obey your voice or walk in your law. They did nothing of all you commanded them to do. Therefore you have made all this disaster come upon them. Behold, the siege mounts have come up to the city to take it and because of sword and famine and pestilence the city is given into the hands of the Chaldeans who are fighting against it. What you spoke has come to pass, and behold, you see it. Yet you, O Lord God, have said to me, Buy the field for money and get witnesses, though the city is given into the hands of the Chaldeans. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, I am giving this city into the hands of the Chaldeans, and into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall capture it. The Chaldeans who are fighting against this city shall come and set this city on fire and burn it, with the houses on whose roofs offerings have been made to Baal, and drink offerings have been poured out to other gods to provoke me to anger. For the children of Israel and the children of Judah have done nothing but evil in my sight from their youth." The children of Israel have done nothing but provoke me to anger by the work of their hands, declares the Lord. This city has aroused my anger and wrath from the day it was built to this day, so that I will remove it from my sight, because of all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah that they did to provoke me to anger, their kings and their officials, their priests and their prophets, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They have turned to me their back and not their face. And though I have taught them persistently, they have not listened to receive instruction. They set up their abominations in the house that is called by my name to defile it. They built the high places of Baal in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to offer up their sons and daughters to Molech, though I did not command them, nor did it enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning this city of which you say, It is given into the hand of the king of Babylon by sword, by famine, and by pestilence. Behold, I will gather them from all the countries to which I drove them in my anger and my wrath and in great indignation. I will bring them back to this place, and I will make them dwell in safety, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever, for their own good, and the good of their children after them. I will make with them an everlasting covenant, that I will not turn away from doing good to them, and I will put the fear of me in their hearts, that they may not turn from me. I will rejoice in doing them good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness, with all my heart and all my soul. For thus says the Lord, Just as I have brought all this great disaster upon this people, so I will bring upon them all the good that I promised them. Fields shall be bought in this land of which you are saying, It is a desolation, without man or beast. It is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Fields shall be bought for money, and deeds shall be signed and sealed and witnessed in the land of Benjamin, in the places about Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, in the cities of the hill country, in the cities of the Shephelah, and in the cities of the Negeb. For I will restore their fortunes, declares the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 33. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah a second time while he was still confined in the courtyard of the guardhouse. I, the Lord, do these things. I, the Lord, form the plan to bring them about. I am known as the Lord. I say to you, Call on me in prayer, and I will answer you. I will show you great and mysterious things which you still do not know about. For I, the Lord God of Israel, Have something more to say about the houses in this city and the royal buildings which have been torn down for defenses against the siege ramps and military incursions of the Babylonians. The defenders of the city will go out and fight with the Babylonians, but they will only fill those houses and buildings with the dead bodies of the people that I will kill in my anger and my wrath. That will happen because I have decided to turn my back on this city on account of the wicked things they have done. But I will most surely heal the wounds of this city and restore it and its people to health. I will show them abundant peace and security. I will restore Judah and Israel and will rebuild them as they were in days of old. I will purify them from all the sin that they committed against me. I will forgive all their sins which they committed in rebelling against me. All the nations will hear about all the good things which I will do for them. This city will bring me fame, honor, and praise before them for the joy that I bring it. The nations will tremble in awe at all the peace and prosperity that I will provide for it. I, the Lord, say, you and your people are saying about this place, it lies in ruins, there are no people or animals in it. That is true. The towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem will soon be desolate, uninhabited either by people or by animals. But happy sounds will again be heard in these places. Once again there will be sounds of joy and gladness in the glad celebrations of brides and grooms. Once again people will bring their thank offerings to the temple of the Lord and will say, Give thanks to the Lord who rules over all, for the Lord is good and His unfailing love lasts forever. For I, the Lord, affirm that I will restore the land to what it was in days of old. I, the Lord who rules over all, say, This place will indeed lie in ruins. There will be no people or animals in it but there will again be in it and in its towns sheepfolds where shepherds can rest their sheep. I, the Lord, say that shepherds will once again count their sheep as they pass into the fold. They will do this in all the towns in the southern hill country, the western foothills, the southern hill country, the territory of Benjamin, the villages surrounding Jerusalem, and the towns of Judah. I, the Lord, affirm, the time will certainly come when I will fulfill my gracious promise concerning the nations of Israel and Judah, In those days, and at that time, I will raise up for them a righteous descendant of David. He will do what is just and right in the land. Under his rule, Judah will enjoy safety, and Jerusalem will live in security. At that time, Jerusalem will be called, The Lord has provided us with justice. For I, the Lord, promise, David will never lack a successor to occupy the throne over the nation of Israel nor will the Levitical priests ever lack someone to stand before me and continually offer burnt offerings, sacrifice cereal offerings, and offer the other sacrifices. The Lord spoke further to Jeremiah. I, the Lord, make the following promise. I have made a covenant with the day and with the night that they will always come at the proper times. Only a few people could break that covenant could my covenant with my servant David and my covenant with the Levites ever be broken. So David will, by all means, always have a descendant to occupy his throne as king, and the Levites will, by all means, always have priests who will minister before me. I will make the children who follow one another in the line of my servant David very numerous. I will also make the Levites who minister before me very numerous. I will make them all as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sands which are on the seashore. The Lord spoke still further to Jeremiah. You have surely noticed what these people are saying, haven't you? They are saying, The Lord has rejected the two families of Israel and Judah that He chose. So they have little regard that My people will ever again be a nation. But I, the Lord, make the following promise. I have made a covenant governing the coming of day and night. I have established the fixed laws governing heaven and earth. Just as surely as I have done this, so surely will I never reject the descendants of Jacob." nor will I ever refuse to choose one of my servant David's descendants to rule over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Indeed, I will restore them and show mercy to them. Jeremiah chapter 34. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah while King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon was attacking Jerusalem and the towns around it with a large army. This army consisted of troops from his own army and from the kingdoms and peoples of the lands under his dominion. The Lord God of Israel told Jeremiah to go and give King Zedekiah of Judah a message. He told Jeremiah to tell him, The Lord says, I am going to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. You yourself will not escape his clutches, but will certainly be captured and handed over to him. You must confront the king of Babylon face to face and answer to him personally. Then you must go to Babylon." However, listen to what I, the Lord, promise you, King Zedekiah of Judah. I, the Lord, promise that you will not die in battle or be executed. You will die a peaceful death. They will burn incense at your burial, just as they did at the burial of your ancestors, the former kings who preceded you. They will mourn for you, saying, Poor, poor master! Indeed, you have my own word on this. I, the Lord, affirm it. The prophet Jeremiah told all this to King Zedekiah of Judah in Jerusalem. He did this while the army of the king of Babylon was attacking Jerusalem and the cities of Lachish and Azekah. He was attacking these cities because they were the only fortified cities of Judah which were still holding out. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to grant their slaves their freedom. Everyone was supposed to free their male and female Hebrew slaves. No one was supposed to keep a fellow Judean enslaved. All the people and their leaders had agreed to this. They had agreed to free their male and female slaves and not keep them enslaved any longer they originally complied with the covenant and freed them but later they had changed their minds they had taken back their male and female slaves that they had freed and forced them to be slaves again that was when the lord spoke to jeremiah the lord god of israel has a message for you i made a covenant with your ancestors when i brought them out of egypt where they had been slaves it stipulated Every seven years, each of you must free any fellow Hebrews who have sold themselves to you. After they have served you for six years, you shall set them free. But your ancestors did not obey me or pay any attention to me. Recently, however, you yourselves showed a change of heart and did what is pleasing to me. You granted your fellow countrymen their freedom, and you made a covenant to that effect in my presence in the house that I have claimed for my own. But then you turned right around and showed that you did not honor me. Each of you took back your male and female slaves whom you had freed as they desired, and you forced them to be your slaves again. So I, the Lord, say, you have not really obeyed me and granted freedom to your neighbor and fellow countrymen. Therefore, I will grant you freedom, the freedom to die in war or by starvation or disease. I, the Lord, affirm it. I will make all the kingdoms of the earth horrified at what happens to you. I will punish those people who have violated their covenant with me. I will make them like the calf they cut in two and passed between its pieces. I will do so because they did not keep the terms of the covenant they made in my presence. I will punish the leaders of Judea and Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the other people of the land who passed between the pieces of the calf. I will hand them over to their enemies who want to kill them. Their dead bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. I will also hand King Zedekiah of Judah and his officials over to their enemies who want to kill them. I will hand them over to the army of the king of Babylon, even though they have temporarily withdrawn from attacking you. For I, the Lord, affirm that I will soon give the order and bring them back to this city. They will fight against it and capture it and burn it down. I will also make the towns of Judah desolate so that there will be no one living in them. Jeremiah chapter 35 The Lord spoke to Jeremiah when Jehoiakim son of Josiah was ruling over Judah. Go to the Rechabite community, invite them to come into one of the side rooms of the Lord's temple, and offer them some wine to drink. So I went and got Jaazaniah, son of Jeremiah, the grandson of Habazaniah, his brothers, all his sons, and all the rest of the Rechabite community. I took them into the room where the disciples of the prophet Hanan, son of Igdaliah, stayed, That room was next to the one where the temple officers stayed, and above the room where Maaseah, son of Shalom, one of the doorkeepers of the temple, stayed. Then I set cups and pitchers full of wine in front of the members of the Rechabite community, and said to them, Have some wine. But they answered, We do not drink wine, because our ancestor Jonadab, son of Rechab, commanded us not to. He told us, You and your children must never drink wine, do not build houses, do not plant crops. Do not plant a vineyard or own one. Live in tents all your lives. If you do these things, you will live a long time in the land that you wander about on. We and our wives and our sons and daughters have obeyed everything our ancestor Jonadab commanded us. We have never drunk wine. We have not built any houses to live in. We do not own any vineyards, fields, or crops. We have lived in tents. We have obeyed our ancestor Jonadab and done exactly as he commanded us. But when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon invaded the land, we said, Let's get up and go to Jerusalem to get away from the Babylonian and Aramean armies. That is why we are staying here in Jerusalem. Then the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. The Lord God of Israel, who rules over all, told him, Go and speak to the people of Judah and the citizens of Jerusalem. Tell them, I, the Lord, say, You must learn a lesson from this about obeying what I say. Jonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his descendants not to drink wine. His orders have been carried out. To this day his descendants have drunk no wine because they have obeyed what their ancestor commanded them. But I have spoken to you over and over again, but you have not obeyed me. I sent all my servants, the prophets, to warn you over and over again. They said, Every one of you stop doing the evil things you have been doing and do what is right. Do not pay allegiance to other gods and worship them. Then you can continue to live in this land that I gave to you and your ancestors. But you did not pay any attention or listen to me. Yes, the descendants of Jonadab, son of Rechab, have carried out the orders that their ancestor gave them. But you people have not obeyed me. So I, the Lord, the God who rules over all, the God of Israel, say, I will soon bring on Judah and all the citizens of Jerusalem all the disaster that I threatened to bring on them. I will do this because I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I called out to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah spoke to the Rechabite community. The Lord God of Israel, who rules over all, says, You have obeyed the orders of your ancestor Jonadab. You have followed all his instructions. You have done exactly as he commanded you. So the Lord God of Israel, who rules over all, says, Jonadab, son of Rechab, will never lack a male descendant to serve me. Jeremiah chapter 36. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah in the fourth year that Jehoiakim son of Josiah was ruling over Judah. Get a scroll. Write on it everything I have told you to say about Israel, Judah, and all the other nations since I began to speak to you in the reign of Josiah until now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hear about all the disaster I intend to bring on them, they will all stop doing the evil things they have been doing. If they do, I will forgive their sins and the wicked things they have done. So Jeremiah summoned Barak son of Neriah. Then Jeremiah dictated to Barak everything the Lord had told him to say, and Barak wrote it all down in a scroll. Then Jeremiah told Barak, I am no longer allowed to go into the Lord's temple, so you go there the next time all the people of Judah come in from their towns to fast in the Lord's temple." Read out loud where all of them can hear you, what I told you the Lord said, which you wrote in the scroll. Perhaps then they will ask the Lord for mercy, and will all stop doing the evil things they have been doing. For the Lord has threatened to bring great anger and wrath against these people. So Barak, son of Neriah, did exactly what the prophet Jeremiah had told him to do. He read what the Lord had said from the scroll in the temple of the Lord. All the people living in Jerusalem, and all the people who came into Jerusalem from the towns of Judah, came to observe a fast before the Lord. The fast took place in the ninth month of the fifth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was ruling over Judah. At that time, Barak went into the temple of the Lord. He stood in the entrance of the room of Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, who had been the royal secretary. That room was in the upper court near the entrance of the new gate. There, where all the people could hear him, he read from the scroll what Jeremiah had said. Micaiah, who was the son of Gemariah and the grandson of Shaphan, heard Barak read from the scroll everything the Lord had said. He went down to the chamber of the royal secretary in the king's palace and found all the court officials in session there. Elishema, the royal secretary, deleah son of El Nathan, son of Akbor; Gemariah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials were seated there. Micaiah told them everything he had heard Barak read from the scroll in the hearing of the people. All the officials sent Jehudi, who was the son of Nathaniah and the grandson of Cushai, to Barak. They ordered him to tell Barak, Come here and bring with you the scroll you read in the hearing of the people. So Barak, son of Nariah, went to them, carrying the scroll in his hand. They said to him, Please sit down and read it to us. So Barak sat down and read it to them. When they had heard it all, they expressed their alarm to one another. Then they said to Barak, We must certainly give the king a report about everything you have read. Then they asked Barak, How did you come to write all these words? Do they actually come from Jeremiah's mouth? Barak answered, Yes, they came from his own mouth. He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them down in ink on this scroll. Then the official said to Barak, You and Jeremiah must go and hide. You must not let anyone know where you are. The officials put the scroll in the room of Elishima, the royal secretary, for safekeeping. Then they went to the court and reported everything to the king. The king sent Jehudi to get the scroll. He went and got it from the room of Elishima, the royal secretary. Then he himself read it to the king and all the officials who were standing around him. Since it was the ninth month of the year, the king was sitting in his winter quarters. A fire was burning in the firepot in front of him. As soon as Jehudi had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king would cut them off with a penknife and throw them on the fire in the firepot. He kept doing so until the whole scroll was burned up in the fire. Neither he nor any of his attendants showed any alarm when they heard all that they had been read, nor did they tear their clothes or show any grief or sorrow. The king did not even listen to Elnathan, Deleah, and Gemariah, who had urged him not to burn the scroll. He also ordered Jeremiah, who was one of the royal princes, Saraiah, son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, son of Abdeel, to arrest the scribe Barak and the prophet Jeremiah. However, the Lord hid them. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah after Jehoiakim had burned the scroll containing what Jeremiah had spoken and Barak had written down. Get another scroll and write on it everything that was written on the original scroll that King Jehoiakim of Judah burned. Tell King Jehoiakim of Judah, The Lord says, You burned the scroll. You asked Jeremiah, How dare you write in this scroll that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land, and wipe out all the people and animals on it? So the Lord says concerning King Jehoiakim of Judah, None of his line will occupy the throne of David. His dead body will be thrown out to be exposed to scorching heat by day and frost by night. I will punish him and his descendants and the officials who serve him for the wicked things they have done. I will bring on them, the citizens of Jerusalem and the people of Judah, all the disaster that I threatened to do to them. I will punish them because I threatened them, but they still paid no heed. Then Jeremiah got another scroll and gave it to the scribe Barak son of Neriah. As Jeremiah dictated, Barak wrote on this scroll everything that had been on the scroll that King Jehoiakim of Judah burned in the fire. They also added on this scroll several other messages of the same kind. Well, today we're going to look at chapter 35 and 36. In chapter 35, the Lord told Jeremiah to invite the Rechabites in for a little social activity, and he told Jeremiah to provide wine for them. Well, when it was offered to them, they declined, saying that their ancestor Jonadab told them not to ever drink wine. And in addition, they weren't to build houses, plant crops, or build houses to live in. So they had always refrained from doing any of those things. And then God told Jeremiah to tell the people of Judah and Jerusalem that they needed to learn a lesson from the Rechabites. They had no trouble following the command of Jonadab, their ancestor, who was only a man. But the people of Judah and Jerusalem refused to follow the command of God. I'm sure you've probably heard the meme, you had just one job. (laughs) Well, all they had to do was to not worship any other God but the one true God, and they couldn't even do that, even when they were reminded by the prophets sent by God time and time again. And time and time again they were warned, if you keep on in your rebellion, you will pay dearly, to no avail. So what does this mean for us? Will we have an excuse? I don't think so. We have the written word of God. And today, with most of us having smartphones, we have the Word of God with us whenever we want to read it, not to mention this humble little podcast. When we stand before God, will He be pleased with us? Let's talk about Jeremiah 36. God tells Jeremiah to write down everything He had told Jeremiah to say to the people of Israel, Judah, and all the other nations. God said that perhaps once they hear about the coming calamities, they'll change their ways. And if they do, he will forgive them and bless them. So Jeremiah tells Barak to write everything down on the scroll as he dictates what God had told him. So now skipping to the part I want to discuss, when King Jehoiakim heard Jeremiah's friend and scribe Barak read what was written, he had the scroll burned in sections as it was read. He didn't like what he heard, and in essence he does what a petulant child does who puts his fingers in his ears and cries, La, 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 I can't hear you as if not hearing lets him off the hook. Of course, such behavior is not at all effective for a child, and it didn't work for Jehoiakim. You can't get much more foolish than ignoring warnings and admonitions from God. In Jeremiah's day, he was the bearer of the Word of God. Today, we have the entire Bible. We have the benefit of being able to study what it says so that we know what will please or displease God. So, of course, anyone who hears it automatically does what it says, right? Yeah, not so much. Like Jehoiakim, many choose to act as if it never existed. They ignore it. They call it a fairy tale. And that's why the world is in such bad shape today. All we can do, beloved, is continue to live for the Lord and share the good news whenever the Holy Spirit gives us the opportunity. What do you think? Comment at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e130. Tomorrow we're going to begin the book of Luke. We'll read chapters 1 and 2. On this date in church history, January 7th, the year 367. Athanasius, the early church father famous for his battles against the Arian heresy, wrote a letter containing a list of what he regards as the authoritative books of the New Testament. Over time, his list is adopted as the canon by the church at large. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for your word. We thank you, God, that we have it, that we are studying it together as a community, as a family, and we pray, God, that we will heed what you have written in your word. Help us, Father, to make the Bible a part of who we are, a part of what defines us, a part of how we behave. We know that our salvation is not predicated on what we do but giving our life to you, but by the same token, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so, Lord, help us to do that. As I've said so many times before, give us a thirst for your word. When we stand before you, we want to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. I thank you, Lord, for the LifeSpring family. I pray that you would bless them today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Send in your prayer requests and praises to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being with me today. I'm Steve Webb. See you in about a week. Bye.